Hello everyone, this is the Fight or Flight podcast. My name is Lanray and in this episode I will be reviewing the results, some of the results from UFC 254, uh, specifically the fight between Khabib Nurmagomedov and Justin Gaethje as well as Robert Whittaker and Jared Cannonier. I'm going to start with the Khabib versus Justin fight. Now, I recorded in the previous episode, I recorded a preview where I previewed how I saw the fight going and what I thought would happen. Um, and it went almost exactly the way that I thought. Now, having said that, I was blown away by the performance. In that podcast, I had said that I could only see Justin getting maybe a 70-30 chance of actually uh, winning the fight. But I thought that it would be, you know, almost a repeat performance of like a Dustin Poirier or an Edson Barbosa. And that was kind of what we saw. But even I wasn't ready for what I saw. It was... Um, it was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. And I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I think when you take everything in totality, so not just the fight, but the pressure coming into the fight, you know, the fact that he had lost his dad, the retirement, you know, the broken foot, the staff infection, all that information that came out after the fact um, to go out and just dominate the way that he did. It was just incredible to watch. It was just, I, I don't know which I don't know if there's any other way for me to describe it. Uh, let me do a quick overview of the fight itself. Um, so in the first round, when you know when, when the fight started, uh, you saw Khabib and Justin be very cagey, you know, trying to fill, fill each other out. You know, there was a filling out process where there wasn't a lot of action going on in that initial part. Um, but I would say something like two minutes into the fight, you know, there was a point where Justin landed uh, a low a, a low kick a calf kick and you could see almost that Khabib was like okay it's time to start going and 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 at that point he started applying a type of pressure which is something that we've heard you know all the time about Khabib is you know he has a relentless style he has a you know pressure that you know people just don't understand until they're actually in there with him and it's like he suffocates you and and a lot of times that pressure people think is just the pressure once he takes you down you know the chain wrestling that goes into one takedown after another and then while you're escaping using this technique he's chaining it and he's switching you know from a double leg to a single to a you know body lock and so that pressure we barely ever get to see in the stand-up because most times pretty early he's able to get people to the ground in this fight he was you know i felt like he was making a point a point to not take justin down right away and he applied the pressure and said we are going to stand and we're going to you know you think you're better than me in the stand-up everybody says you're better than me let's see it you know and it was just an incredible performance even on the feet i felt like he he uh, he started applying the pressure on Justin. Justin had incredible footwork, which is one of the things that he's he's done, you know, way better recently. Is is just that his footwork he's not been there to hit. And Khabib was constantly trying to cut him off. And and if you've been in a fight, like if you especially if you watch a lot of these UFC fights, one of the ways that people can negate somebody applying that type of pressure is one, either you you know you counter as they come in that's that's actually assuming that the person is not just pressuring but throwing strikes as well with the pressure and then you wait for them and then you counter 
In this case, Khabib wasn't necessarily reckless with throwing punches. He was just staying on him and closing the distance. So it also put the emphasis on Justin to try to then, you know, if, if you're waiting for the shot or the punch so you can counter it, um, and it doesn't come when you think it's going to come, then you're just waiting and you're trying to react to everything that he does. If it's a feint, you're reacting. If he actually comes in and, and throws a punch, you're reacting. If he's just closing the distance, you're reacting. And so it didn't give Justin the space, like the space that he had against Tony Ferguson, for example, to be able to read and react at his own time. He wasn't able to control the fight, essentially. And so Khabib took the center of the octagon was pressuring Justin and Justin would try to circle out but you know a couple of things one that takes a lot of energy you know to constantly have to circle out it takes a lot of energy uh, and you're constantly you know trying not to get caught square get caught your hips square so if you're imagine you're circling out it'll come to a point where if the person is cutting you off at an angle and you're trying to get out of that angle faster the only way you can do it is almost like hop back or switch stances to get out of that position but once you you switch your stance there's a position there's a point there where you then become square right your hips become square and you're facing Khabib as well so that means it's easier for him to shoot in and he has your hips square and he can start you know going for a takedown but I was very surprised that he did not try to go for a takedown right away he did not even try to go for a takedown until you know pretty late in the first round like I think he did go for one but he wasn't it wasn't a relentless type one I, I felt like it was just one to give Justin something to think about to remind him of the threat um you know, and Justin had mentioned that he wants to, he's going to create a space in front of him where Khabib has to walk through if he's going to get to him and it's going to be carnage and chaos. And Khabib said, you know, I'm ready to walk through this carnage. Like Justin got some pretty good shots in, you know, he, he hit Khabib, you know, there were a few times where he went to the body, went to, you know, went up top and he had a little bit of success um, landing strikes. Part of the problem is when you're, you know, constantly being backed up and you are moving backwards and throwing punches, it's not the same type of power as if you're moving forward. And we saw that um, that this was a strategy Khabib used somewhat in the Edson Barbosa fight where he just kept the pressure on him and Barbosa was moving backwards, landing leg kicks, but ultimately not able to have the same type of power that he would have if he was coming forward with the punches, right? So... Khabib took some good shots, and that's another thing that we've seen. You know, a lot of people always talk about, you know, some of the shots that he's taken, but it's also because we we barely get to see anything, you know. So we have few moments in these fights where somebody does something, and you're like, oh, 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 you know, it looks like it looks like they might have got him there, and and so a lot of times people are very we hold on to those moments and say, oh, look at this, like they're all all quintified, like the Michael Johnson punch like the Dustin Poirier guillotine these brief moments where people have like you know seconds and windows of opportunities because we just don't see Khabib make any mistakes at all you know and so in this fight in particular I thought he was phenomenal from start to finish and again with the pressure on Justin Justin backing up he doesn't have he didn't have as many the power wasn't there as much even when he would hit and i'm not saying that these things weren't hurting khabib but there wasn't anything that he couldn't walk through 
right and so Khabib just kept coming forward and Khabib has really good reflexes like even when he's getting punched he has a really good ability to roll with the punches as they come uh, and so it, it also negates the effect it's not as impactful as you know some of the punches that you, you you'll get if if you don't see them coming right so um yeah, I thought I, I thought Khabib was really good with that. The other thing that backing and and backing Justin up and that pressure did was it also you could see that Justin, especially by the second round, and I'll get to the second round in a second. But but even by the end of the first, you could see that he was getting tired, and not tired in the sense that he couldn't fight, like he was gassed and exhausted. You could just tell that there was a toll, and it was because again he wasn't able to fight at the pace that he wanted. He kept backing up and he was just in reaction mode, you know, because Khabib was backing him up and, and throwing and fainting and, and, you know, fainting level changes. And so Justin was just constantly trying to react and he was overloading him with information, right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, you know, faint a, a, um, a level change and you're going to have to worry about getting ready to sprawl your hips and getting ready to defend takedown. Then I'm going to throw an overhook. Then I'm hitting you with my jab. You know, it was, it was just as a fan watching the fight, um, I was just, I was blown away by the strategy to begin with, because it's one thing to pressure Justin and then shoot for the, for the, for the takedown. Because one of the things that Justin had said was he wasn't going to stay behind the two black lines. And a lot of this fight ended up being fought in the, behind the two black lines and Khabib didn't shoot for it. And, and a lot of times when he's when anybody's behind those two black lines, he goes for it right away. And initially at the very start of the fight, I thought maybe he didn't want to set it up. He didn't want to shoot too early because Justin could anticipate it and maybe, you know, you know, hit him with a knee or something as he's coming in. But it, I don't think it was that. He just wanted to show that on if it, if it comes to stand up, he's also good at this. Right. And he's well rounded. And so. By the end of the first round, um, with about a minute to go, you know, Justin had been landing some really good leg kicks. Let me say that. I don't think I've mentioned that to this point. Justin landed some really good leg kicks. You could see there was redness around Khabib's leg. Um, and like I mentioned, we found out later on after, afterwards that he had broken his two toes in his, in his leg and he had broken some bones in his feet and that he had also suffered from mumps. Early on in the week, Javier Mendez had said that um on sunday which is when i'm recording this so after the day after the fight that you know those are some of the difficulties that they had and so even even with the leg kicks you could see that they were i, I wouldn't say they were having an impact in terms of um hindering khabib's mobility but they they had an impact in terms of um you know just just you could see some damage in the legs and you could see that even as he was landing some of these kicks just the, the impact when he would land them themselves you would see maybe the next step Khabib takes would be to the side or his balance would be a little bit faulted after the kick um, so these were landing and these were hard 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 kicks um, but even with that like I think you know like I was saying with a minute left in the first round one of the things that I you saw was that um, Justin Khabib got into an exchange with Justin and then from that shoots you know like this is right by the by the fence so shoots gets him down i think it was a double leg 
gets him down, scoops him up, and the speed at which he was able to transition to mount from the double leg. I, I'm talking about it, like I think by the time Justin got down, it was 40 seconds, and then by the end of the round, he was already in the submission, and he was pretty. You know, he he looked like if he had some more time, he could have finished it there, and so that just that just. Again, I, I said this in the breakdown. On the ground, once he takes you to the ground, he is peerless, right? And, and I knew, and I mentioned it that you know the 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 thing people talk about is the takedown, but once he takes you down, he is on a totally different level from everybody else, including Justin. And and that was reinforced as soon as he took him down. As soon as he took him down, it took him no time at all to transition from the double leg. You know, uh, tied up Justin's legs in, in the way that we usually see Khabib tie up people's legs with his own legs. Grabbed his arm and then started shifting him, shifting him into the fence, and you know, distorting his balance. So he he, had, he ended up lying flat. Transitioned straight away from tying up his legs into full mount, and and then you know went for the um, submission, but just didn't have enough time, and the, that was the end of the first round. So. After watching that first round in lifetime, you're still thinking, okay, okay, you took all this time to get the takedown, and more importantly, you weren't even really trying for the takedown. And now let's see how the second round starts. And at the end of the first round, you know, they cut to Justin's corner, Trevor Whitman, and um, and they're just talking to him, telling him to try to slow it down. Um, trying to keep going on those leg kicks and, and that, you know, essentially he should keep going and, and it's working, right? Um, and so I remember looking at that and thinking to myself, how is he going to slow it down? I think what Trevor was trying to tell him was because Justin had gotten into this frantic, you know, uh, exchanges with Khabib where Khabib is backing him up and, and fainting and, and, throw, and, and throwing punches and kicks as well. Um, Justin was reacting, but his reactions were not calm necessarily. They were frantic. And so I think that was what um, Trevor was trying to tell him is, you know, slow it down. So like try to look, you know, take better inventory of what you're actually seeing when he's attacking you and not just swinging, you know, wild hooks, which is what Justin was doing primarily. I would have, and obviously Trevor Whitman is an incredible coach. This is not me saying this is not a criticism at, in any way. And he probably said this um, as part of the part that we didn't see. You know, I, I thought Justin should have used more uppercuts because at least, you know, if Khabib is coming in lenient, if you're worried about him um, taking you down, an uppercut which comes from the bottom and comes up would be able to meet him down if he was changing levels in fact right and it would be better in this exchange in these exchanges if you know if it, even if you weren't hitting but he wasn't hitting you and you hit him but you gave him something to to think about um it might have been better honestly i don't think it would have done anything to help to be honest uh and this is a feature of all khabib fights the one of the most consistent things in all of his fights is the panic that he creates in his opponents that frantic pace that frantic nature that they then where they start swinging they they, they stop with the game plan you've seen it with now justin you saw it with uh dustin poirier you saw it with michael johnson you saw it with edson barbosa where these guys just get into a thing and they're just like man what what is going on right now 
what is going on right now you know and it's just game plan goes and you you kind of resort to what you know and, and the thing that we knew from justin was getting into these wild exchanges but khabib you know again different animal you know and so the second round begins and and it's it's more of the same khabib is again pressuring and at this point you can begin to see that justin is slowing down and, and a lot of these things khabib said he said you know let's see him at the end of the first round let's see when he comes out in the second round and he's not going to be the same person and he wasn't the same person like he was still he still landed a few you know he landed a, again a, some really good kicks but khabib didn't wait till one minute left in the round this time he he after the first minute um justin landed two really good kicks leg kicks in, in two you know exchanges and on the second one khabib is like as soon as he lands it he he grabs a hold of the leg transitions into a takedown and justin tries to sprawl and while he's trying to sprawl khabib circles so he he, he lunges in on a double leg and he's turning around like trying to turn um turn around justin and as justin is trying to sprawl to get his balance and to you know push away khabib is able to turn the corner and grab a hold of his back right he, he locks him he gets into a body lock turns the corner grabs a hold of the back and in one smooth motion he goes from getting his back to transitioning you know getting getting a hold of justin's back getting justin to then plant his hands on the on the mat and then from there he's able to transition straight away um from a back take to a full mount and it's one of the most beautiful things as far as like jiu-jitsu play you're going to see the transition was just effortless and you know that there are a million little details in terms of head position leg position all the things that he does and we've seen some of this in 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 the way justin defense takes downs in the past where he waits he almost waits for you to lock in you know the the um, submission and then lock in the submission and then he begins to try to fight it out and i think in this one when he sees that khabib is going for you know initially what looked like a triangle um he probably thought he would be able to carry him up and slam him and you could just see the adjustment that khabib made where he you know where he um puts his hand underneath justin's knees so that way he doesn't have any leverage to be able to raise himself up and slam khabib into the into the mat um oh, just a fantastic 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 performance and then to follow that up with you know everything that happened after the fact so if you don't know after the fight khabib announced that this would be his last fight and he's going to retire um it was i was really sad i i'll be honest like i was watching the fight and i was just in shock first of all i was in awe by just by what i had just seen the fight i had just seen and you know again the idea that this was supposed to be his toughest test as you know what a lot of people had said and and just making it look effortless he finished him in two rounds in less than two rounds he finished him you know with like I, I don't know the exact time but I, I don't imagine that it was up to two minutes into the into the second round um, and he dominated from start to finish it was flawless flawless and, and you, I was just in awe of what I what I had just watched and then to go from that to seeing him so emotional on the mat you know crying um, 
and and to see Justin come over and and talk to him and Trevor Whitman come over and talk to him or just you know you know acknowledge him and and then to see him take off his glove and even at that point I kept thinking to myself no come on you know maybe he just really wants to get the gloves off or something like I, I just I, I was I was just in disbelief to see him go from that to you know this is his last fight and he promises mom he's not gonna fight um yeah just I, I was I was sad man I was sad and you know I I feel like part of the reasons why we love the sports if you love MMA I've heard a lot of people talk about you know MMA is about respect and that's true MMA is about respect it's also about competition but I think in in, in the rare athletes some, someone like Khabib someone like you know um GSP some of these people who make you feel some of these things it's 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 knowing that you know the amount of work that goes into the pursuit of excellence all the sacrifices that have to be made all the things that they have to give up and the relentless nature and the strive for perfection and then looking for those in our lives you know trying to make sure that in every day every day we're getting better that's where the inspiration comes in you know i i watched that fight and i thought to myself man you know i want to get better every day i want to be better i want to pursue the things that i love with this type of dedication and and this type of drive and discipline and it and you know it ultimately it's a reflection of all of us right because we all have goals we all have dreams and we're all you know going through life trying to achieve things right and and so when you see somebody who's who's been so perfect in in that pursuit you appreciate it so much and it's so inspiring so you know from the fight or flight podcast i just want to thank everybody who was involved i want to thank justin i want to thank Khabib. um it's really sad to see him leave but you know i, I really hope that we get to see him again um you know probably not but you know again just an inspiration and, and you know just i for me personally um just watching that again i i've watched that fight no less than seven eight times this is not even the longest fight in the world right so it's it's very easy to get through the whole thing and just watching it again just really inspired and and um yeah i think it's a moment that i will always remember it's one of those that you wish you were in the arena for as well right so hopefully we get to see fans back soon okay so i'm going to go to the rob i'm going to quickly cover the robert whitaker fight uh that fight went again pretty much exactly the way i predicted that it would it would go so if you get a chance please go listen to the you know preview podcast um Robert was able to control distance. He was able to find a range with the jab early and was able to do some, you know, a lot of good work with that jab. Um, I thought Jared Cannonier was, would, you know, if he was going to win, he would have to land the power. But I thought Robert would be very dynamic. We even saw him mixing the takedown. Um, I thought it was a flawless performance as well from, from Robert. Uh, I thought his confidence was back. You know, after that Israel fight, um, against against um, blanket down till against <laughs> down till 
uh, I thought it was a very KJ affair. You know, you could tell that he was just he, his confidence wasn't what it what it used to be, and he not like I'm not saying he doubted himself, but you know, after if you, in your last fight you were champion and you were knocked out and you've had a little bit of a, a, a hiatus and you're coming back, you know, just getting yourself back in your groove. And I, I thought in this fight he definitely found his groove. I thought the first round was close. I scored that for Robert. I thought the second round was a definite win. I even thought he won the, the third round. I know some judges gave the third round to Kananier. I don't. I, oh, maybe the first round actually. Maybe they gave him the first round. Um, but I thought I thought it was 30-27 across the board. But again, I did predict that you know they would give uh, Kananier at least one round. So you know, great work from Robert. At the end of the fight, he says, you know, that he going to fight Israel at some point he doesn't know if it's going to be now I think that's the fight that makes the most sense if Israel is staying you know in the division if Robert is going to take some time then I think it probably makes sense for Israel to move up and probably face John Jones you know I don't think the light heavyweight division can afford to can afford that super fight right now John Jones has been the champion for however long you know decades you know He's been the champion for a very, very long time is what I'm trying to say. And so, you know, you probably want a few more contenders in there to, to get used to get to get used to fighting. If he finds if he fights Jan for the for the light heavyweight title and he wins, is he then going to be champ champion going back and forth? Is he going to, you know, give the belts back, which just causes even more chaos? So I think from that perspective the fight that makes sense if it's not Robert Whittaker which is like which I think is the fight that makes the most sense but Robert says he wants to take some time because his kids because his wife is pregnant and you know he might not be available to mid next year so I think at that time John Jones versus Israel makes sense I do not think Israel is ready for that fight when I say ready I don't necessarily mean like he can't win that fight I mean I don't know if he is ready to take the fight yet. I think he probably wants to um, to wait for that fight a little bit more. Maybe you know beat a few more people in the division. Uh, I think John would be itching to take that fight because the longer time passes, the better Israel is going to get at at, at a lot of other things that are not striking, uh, and and the the harder it's going to be for John to to impose his will in that fight. I don't think John is going to want to get into a pure kickboxing fight with with Israel in this I think he's going to want to impose his will so use a lot of his wrestling use his grappling advantage um, against Israel and I'm pretty sure John you know, I, I don't know what his grappling is like but just based on the amount of time that he's been a champion and he's been fighting uh, I imagine his grappling is phenomenal and, and, pro- and better than Israel's so we'll see how that goes Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Fight or Flight podcast. Please uh, follow us on Twitter. The uh, follow us on Twitter. The handle is Fight Flight MMA. Uh, that's Fight Flight MMA. Please follow us on Twitter as well as YouTube as well. I put up a bunch of um, breakdown videos on YouTube. It's called the channel's called MMA Central. Uh, thank you for listening and have a great day. Thank you.